Blog Talk Radio. Hello, happy Sunday, happy Christmas Eve. Uh, this is Danielle St. John, and you're listening to Seeds of Change. I'm a little bit taken aback because we've been having major, major technical issues um, uh, over the last couple of weeks with all of our shows. With, it, it has to do with the the blog on the Blog Talk side. So um, I'm. I'm stunned that we're here. Mom is here. Mom, can if you can hear me, can you please uh, press one? Um, yes, I think we have a show, you guys. Yay! Woohoo! Hello. Hi. I'm I'm excited. I already pressed one. So uh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, hold on. <laughs> you must be too excited because you're you're <laughs> you're glitchy. Oh, my audio's out. Okay, what I did was, is better. Uh, <laughs> I already pressed one. It's not better. You're, it's like Uh-oh. every other word. Okay, okay hold so on. I need to hang up and come back. Try that, try that. Okay. See what I mean? Yeah, major glitches. So hang up and I'll, we'll talk to you in a second. Yeah, so we're having major, major glitches um, on the on Freedomizer, um, not just Freedomizer, but across Blog Talk Radio. Um, for the last week or so, we've been we've had a um, an error come up on the top of our studio setting, saying that we're currently experiencing an issue with our live broadcast system. Our engineers are working to fix the issue. Um, Okay, and mom, okay, let's see. Hello. I wonder if my audio is better. Is it better? It's a little better, yes. So I don't know why I have trouble because I didn't think it. Ah, crazy. It, well, it, I think it has to do with blog talk um, and their issues. But John Michael's with us. Let's see if his audio is any better. Hi. Yes, yours is great. Okay, so it might be something with your with your headset, Mom. Hey, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Is Hi, everyone. Hi, friends. You know what? I could even try putting on – I have a microphone, and it has a U.S. – I mean, not USB, but – oh, I guess it is a USB. I could try um. Try yours is out. fine. Yours, yours is fine. fine. Yours is great. Fine. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, you're kind of choppy, Carla. Can you're you use your computer? Can you try to use your computer audio? Um, I'm I'm gonna have a meltdown right here now. <laughs> if there's if there's a problem with my microphone, because you know I use this for work. So that's a little um, better. That's a little better. Yeah, maybe, maybe you better. Want- yeah, maybe you weren't close enough to it or something. Uh, okay. Now I can hear you perfect. Oh, great. Thank you. You guys made me feel so much better. Yay. I was freaking out. Okay. Because, I mean, of course, I'm happy here, but you know I used this microphone for work. So I had some audio problems a few weeks ago, and so you kind of freaked me out just now. Just saying. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm happy um, we got to do the show today. That is so exciting. Uh, Catherine was asking about being kept posted. Um, can did you send her an invitation, Danielle? Did well, she does it on her um, on her phone. Um, 
I think that's her. I think she called in. Catherine, is that uh, Katie? I think she likes to be called Katie. Uh, Katie. That's you. Press press one. Um, that might be that might be Ty too, though, because they're both. I, uh, okay, let's see. Let's see who it is. It's a mystery caller. Mystery Hello. caller. It's Hi. Hi. Yes, it's, it's, it's Katie. Yay. It's me. <laughs> Good. Yeah. You know, Carla, I hate to break your heart, but, but it, you're choppy again. I'm really not trying to break your heart, but I also don't want to pretend like you're not breaking up, at least on my end. No, because, because audio quality matters. Um, I'm not going to make everybody crazy, so just mute myself. Dang it. Well, but uh, maybe try – gosh, mate, like it's, it really does sound like it's like a loose wire, you know? Okay. Hello to the, uh, to the listener in the chat. Um, it's been quite a while since we've been able to – anybody in Freedomizer has been able to get on, uh, so Welcome. Yeah. Okay, so let's set up the first. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like this is this has been a big thing for our network for the last week. So um, I'm I'm a little in and out trying to uh, trying to update everybody that I was actually able to get on. Um, I uh, my the show that I scheduled for last week I rescheduled for this week and it was. Um, uh, it, it just disappeared, right? And so a lot of the hosts on this network do, they schedule their shows um, weeks in advance. So it's possible that the issue might have some more to do with uh, pre-scheduled shows because I canceled, it canceled my show at 3 o'clock. I remade, I recreated a show for 3.30 and it seems like we're good. So, um, so sorry about that, guys. Um, all right, so the first, the first thing that we've got a lot to talk about this week, um, because we've been out for, for a while, but the first thing that I would like to do um, is we would like to host a debate, um, and, and people may not like it, um, and as a matter of fact, the, the views that are going to be shared, I, I don't necessarily agree with or disagree with, um, but in the interest of debate, I would like to allow... Um, John Michael and Mom uh, to discuss the Antichrist, and and particularly if Donald Trump is the Antichrist. So um, no. I, I, I think I might want to flip a coin um, to see who goes first. Um, I, don't, I don't know <laughs> if, that's, if that's like a sporting event or a debating event kind of situation, but I think that's that's the fair thing to do. Um, do, you, do you mind if I just preface this very quickly? Do you mind if Absolutely. I just like say a little bit? Okay. So I just want to make clear, I am not anti-Donald Trump. I'm not a Trump hater. I'm definitely not a Democrat. I'm not a um, – I don't say that lightly. I don't say those words lightly, but I, I – you know, obviously I believe that he's the Antichrist. I think it's definitely – I wouldn't say I believe 100%, but I would say I'm pretty well convinced out of all the potential people it could be at this point – that it's him, and obviously we're going to go into that. But I just want to make clear that I am by no means like a Democrat or a Hillary Clinton fan or, or you know, a Barack Obama fan. I'm certainly not any of those things. Um, and I just felt like that needed to be said because uh, I don't okay. want people to be well, like, this homosexual over here is, uh, you know. 
Well, the caller Talking dropped, so I don't think... You know, not, <laughs> not, not like, like that. The person <laughs> in the chat dropped. So, uh, they maybe laugh. not the They're most like, popular no. with blog talk community, but it's okay, you know? Uh, debate is debate, <laughs> and it, it needs to happen. And I think that the art of debate has been lost, um, or, or it's, it's endangered. And so I do, um, you know, fully support... Uh, honestly, I should have made you both research the other side of the argument if we were going to have a true and, and honest debate. But in well, Carla, time, Carla sent me her sources, and I know that you sent mine to her. Like she, Carla sent me what she believes on the other end of it, and why uh, those things she thinks refute what I believe or what I am looking at. And I think it was interesting because she actually chose a couple of the ones that I chose too, and I think we chose them for different reasons. And so I'm interested to see like. You know, her, yeah, she sent at least one or two of them that I also had said to you. Um, so I'm interested to see her perspective on, on it, but yeah. Okay. okay. So, so here's the thing, though. My idea is I am not going to guy with a debate. Oh. It's bad. I can't, I can't hear you. I know. Mom, I know. can you call in on your phone, please? Because it's not a fair debate if we can hear every other word. Not a, it's not cool. Okay. So I, I um three nine phone number. Yeah, it is, and just for the audience as well. Uh the call in number if you want to be a part of the show is three one nine five two seven six two zero eight. So with that, uh mom, if you want to hang up and call back in, um uh, yeah, and and then we'll we'll continue. Um, you know what, John Michael? Since you're since you're here, um, I'm going to allow you to call it uh, heads or tails. Um, okay. In okay, three, two, one. Tails. Heads. It's heads. So mom mom goes first. Okay. Well, mom gets to choose who she thinks should go first. Oh yes, you're right. Yeah. Okay, so. Uh, while you were gone, you won the coin toss, so you get to choose whether you want to go first or second. I'm going to go second, but... I knew it! I knew she was going to do that. That's why I said, no, she gets the to choose. It's a penny a minute, and I, I, I have a problem with that. I'm annoyed by that, that it's a penny uh. a minute for me to fall in. I know it's so it's so frustrating. If you want to call back in on the on the guest host and take off your headset, maybe that'll work. I, I don't know. Like, what what do you want to do? Because I certainly don't want to charge you the penny a minute. But I'm not not me charging. I don't I don't charge. Um, but uh, that's T-Mobile. Thanks, T-Mobile. Let's call out T-Mobile for charging a penny a minute to call into Blog Talk Radio. Okay. So um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, uh, John Michael, I want to hear why you think, and uh, I'm pretty sure Danielle has your clips queued up, um, and I'm going to, I sent them to you, but I'm going to send them to Danielle as well so that she can queue them up, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead. 
Yeah, so um, I just want to also say, too, that um, we're both Christians. We both believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, right? We both have believe that in our hearts, and we have confessed Amen. with our mouths that Jesus Christ is Lord, right? Um, and so, uh, and that he, you know, is the propitiation for our sins. We're both sinners. We both believe, you know, that um, we need a Savior, right? And that Savior has a name, and his name is Jesus, Right. Um, and so I just want to make sure I say that first and foremost, because I don't want to um, give any, I'm not calling him the Antichrist because again, it's not like a personal thing. It's a, it's a scriptural thing for me. I'm looking at the scriptures and I'm looking at the things that Donald Trump has said and done that indicates to me that he is at the very minimum an Antichrist, if not the Antichrist. Um, and so the first thing I think that, that really um, kind of, Raised and I, I kind of made points by points. So like, why don't we just all tell you one point and then I'll, you can respond to that? Um, but moving the embassy, the capital, recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, right? As we all know, that was in I think 2017, right? Um, Donald Trump, January or I'm sorry, December 2017, he recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, and that's a, a, it was a decision that was made as. You know, it was long-term moved from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, and of course, Jerusalem is important in, you know, both the scriptures, but also in modern-day uh, international relations. It's a divided city, right? There's Muslims, there's Christians, there's Jews. It's a very divided city, and Israel has never had, or since, you know, since the state was established in, I think, 57, right? They've never had full control of the city. And so, 48. of course, I'm sorry? 1948. 48. Thank you. Uh, and so uh, I think if you look at the peace treaty that the 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 uh, Antichrist, the little horn, right, that's mentioned in the book of Daniel, chapter 9, 27, and also 725, if you look, most Christian uh, biblical scholars take that to mean, those two passages, to mean that the Antichrist is going to be responsible for brokering a peace deal of sorts. And when you combine this with the timeline that we're given for the end times in Revelation, most uh, Christian, you know, biblical scholars argue that it will be a seven-year peace treaty and that the Antichrist will break the peace treaty in the middle of that seven years. And so I think that that move from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem was a part of this ultimately overarching plan. I think that's the first, uh, first thing, right? Um, I'm not saying Jerusalem shouldn't be the capital. That's not what I'm saying. Um, I'm not saying I don't support Israel. That's not what I'm saying. Um, I'm not saying I support Israel either. I think that, again, that, you know, that's a whole different conversation that I think we've had before. But I certainly raise an eyebrow to the fact that Donald Trump made that decision to recognize Jerusalem as the capital. And again, the little horn revelation from Daniel tells us that the Antichrist will have a at minimum a part to play in what goes on in Jerusalem, right? Okay, I have a question. Uh, so uh, are you saying that, okay, so the peace treaty between who, Israel and America? 
We're not really sure who the peace treaty is going to be through. They just know that he will cause peace to be established, right? Um, and then, of course, there are other prophecies that point to the fact that Israel will be surrounded by enemies, right? And that's currently and has been for quite some time this situation, right? There's never been a long-lasting, firm treaty that has been made with Israel and some of its neighbors like Syria, Jordan, Lebanon, uh, Egypt, right? Uh, in fact, about 30 or 40 years ago, I think it was about 40 years ago, Israel fought a war against all of them and won, right? Um, the seven, what was it, the seven days war or something like that or some, something like that. But they fought against seven other countries and they won. Um, and so the, anti, the, the overarching idea is that the Antichrist will establish peace between Israel and the rest of the people that it's at war with, right? Okay, I, I, I guess I, I kind of understand that, I, but I don't really want to get too much in, into the debate side of it because um, it's between you and mom. But, yeah, we'll have to come back to that one. Mom is back on the computer. Do you want to press one or do you want to go through the, uh, the phone, Mom? Hello. I, I just I'm giving it a try. Okay, let's try it. Here we go. Uh, you might want to mute your phone just to be because it might give feedback. Hello. Are you there? On your com- on your computer. Hello. Hi. Hi. Is it still choppy? It seems to be okay now. Okay, so okay. so are you so John Michael? Are you done with your first point? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much done with it. I think that again that that the groundwork is being laid, and we see this conflict in Israel between Israel and Hamas allegedly, right? So we see this conflict that's going on, and we're not sure when the end is in sight. And I think I and I I will say this: I think Donald Trump's going to win a second term. Um, I think he will be president again, and I think that he will play a major part in establishing peace between Israel and uh, its enemies. I do think that. Well, and to your point, the Abraham Accords. Nope, nope, nope. You're choppy. Can you just can you just unplug your headset and use your internal speakers? I'm gonna... Oh, that's a good. Ooh, okay. Here, this is a good question. Um, can you just use your phone to to log in as the guest host instead of instead of you you know in, uh, instead of paying the penny a minute? That's Katie. Katie just you know uh, thought of that. Hello. Yeah, it works for me. Right, so you're oh you're so you're, you're calling in. Okay, so you're calling in through your phone. Yes. I mean, not calling in, but uh, uh, logging in. Well, I did call, and you guys accepted the call on air, so I don't know exactly how that works, but here I am. <laughs> the the problem that that's going on is that recently Blog Talk Radio um, imposed a penny a minute um, uh, charge for anybody who calls in through their carrier, um, through T-Mobile. Yeah, assholes. Sorry, but... Um, just T-Mobile? Or, I mean, is just that a, T-Mobile. Maybe that's just T-Mobile. Question. 
What? Yep. And your mom has T-Mobile? Yep. Hmm, maybe it's time to switch carriers. That's what I'm thinking, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so, Mom, are you there? She's still, she's logged in through her computer. Um, still having technical issues. Sorry, guys. Um, let's see. Yeah, just try some different ways to log in or just pay a penny a minute. I mean, that's not really going to amount to much. Yeah, right. That's true. 50 or something. Those little fees, too. But then sometimes it's just easier to give in. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Okay, so mom just dropped off. She's probably going to call back in um, on her phone. Um, she just logged out of the computer. This is an interesting debate. I was not expecting this. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, so John Michael, this is just how it started. John Michael posted um, that he thought that that Trump was the Antichrist. And my mom said, let's debate. And so this is obviously a great mm-hmm. forum for that. So um, mom mm-hmm. is back with us on the phone, I think. Yeah. And I mean, I really so like, I- it's not like I hate the guy. I'm not one of those people who sits around plotting and I never really post about politics anymore because I feel like politics has failed us. And I don't think that the solution can be found in a politician, if that makes sense. Because for me, the solution to everything is Jesus, right? And Mm -hmm. so um, I'm not saying this because I'm like some political junkie who gets his rocks off by uh, making, you know, fun of Donald Trump or uh, no, that's not what it is at all. Um, I do think we're supposed to be sober. We're supposed to be vigilant. Uh, It says, you know, in the word of God, it says that we are the devil roams the world like a hungry lion seeking someone to devour. And I think, um, you know, just based on the, and I, and I meant to kind of talk about this. I'm, I'm, I don't mean to go back into my time. Is your mom there? Or? Yeah, she, she's I'm here. Back. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say just okay. two for the sake of definitions, if you don't mind, I think we should also define what Christ means because people think Jesus Christ, they think Christ is a name, right? Like it's his last name or something. And I know you, you know this as well, Carla. And so I'm, uh, I'm just saying this for the audience, right? Christ is a title. It means the anointed one, right? Or um, in our modern day parlance, we would probably say like the chosen one, right? So Christ is a title. It means it comes from the Greek Christos, which means to anoint or to be anointed, right? So it's the anointed one is what we're... Are you you telling me that H is not his middle name? (laughs) (laughs) If if H stands for holy, it might be. It might be if the H stands for holy. Yeah, I just want to chime in really quick because I'm not going to be here that long, and I apologize for stepping on the debate. But Christ can also mean Christ consciousness. Like if you look at Yogananda Paramahansa or other gurus, um, they talk a lot about consciousness. So that would be enlightenment. And William Blake, the poet, said that the second coming of Christ would be Christ consciousness within individuals. So Antichrist could also be looked at as going against the divine within or the divine within humanity. So Ooh, that's why that's a good point. I can't see I can't see Donald Trump myself personally as the Antichrist because uh, I don't see him doing that. But that is just me. I'm not a biblical scholar. I was 
in Christian elementary school for a few years when I was a kid, and so I do know some about the Bible, but I would have to really study what is the, you know, prerequisite for the Antichrist. I just, I see, this sounds dumb, right, but I see Donald Trump more as obviously not enlightened and not, like, as benevolent as Jesus or as enlightened as Jesus, but as almost like a Jesus figure just because he's been so incredibly maligned and persecuted. And he's, uh, you know, now there's a lot of talk about him worrying about being assassinated. So anyway, that's just my two cents. I wanted to chime in about Christ consciousness and my perception about the meaning of Christ and Antichrist. So thank okay. you for letting me speak. Awesome. And then you'll join us back after five, right? Well, I've got to go to a little Christmas thing, but I can, if you'll be on the air a while, I'll try to hop back on. If you could, that'd be great. If not, I know it's Christmas Eve, and we just appreciate any time you can give us. So, um, so well, yeah, if you can jump you. back in, yeah, that's that we, we would love your contribution. Yeah. If not, you have a Merry Christmas, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Thanks. I will try, try my best. Okay. Merry Very Christmas good. to you and to everybody here. Thank Bye. You. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Okay. So, Mom, you're back. So, it's back to you. Okay. So, um, I, I did a search, which um, <clears throat> started me off. And, and, and just like uh, uh, John Michael said, we came up with the same scriptures, apparently. It says, the scripture says, 1 John 2.22, who is the liar? It is whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such a person is the Antichrist, denying the Father and the Son. Again, in 1 John 4, 3, but every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which we have heard is coming, and even now is already in the world. This was back during biblical times. The other thing that I found interesting, um, and I'm going to read the final scripture in a moment, is that they, it, it, they trans- not only do they say Antichrist, but they say Antichrist. It's singular and plural. I hope you guys can hear me okay. How's the quality? It's, yeah, better than the microphone. I can hear you just fine. Okay. The last scripture is 2 John 1, 7. I say this because many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh have gone out into the world. Any such person is the deceiver and the antichrist. So one of the things that we know about spiritual warfare and and demonic activity is that they first of all have to tell us who they are they're required to by the power and the might of our of jesus christ through the power of his name so john michael is correct both of us are bible believing christians and uh both of us i would say are almost to the point of of being bible thumpers which is okay which is okay with me. I, I will thump the Bible. I will say the name of Jesus because that is the name above all names. Okay? Amen. But what it says is that the Antichrist denies the Father and the Son. And every time they speak of the Antichrist, it says that he has to, he cannot and will not acknowledge Jesus Christ. So, well, and, it, and it's interesting. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Carla. So that's one of the, the sort of uh, benchmarks that when I 
am, am following someone, quote, unquote, or allowing someone to, for, for their opinions and for their um, um, into to my world, I suppose, if I, or, or whether I reject them or not, is how they talk about my, my Jesus. And so if, if they deny the Christ, if they don't talk about him in a, in a loving, God-filled, spirit-filled way, well, then they're, I, I refuse to allow any of their other um, opinions or power to enter into my space. Amen. Years, right. So years ago, when Donald Trump came onto the scene, there were a lot of people going, this is a bad guy. He's a sinner. I'm like, yeah, well, I know about sinners. <laughs> um, that doesn't make me hate him. Okay. As a matter of fact, if any time you go on one, any one of these social media sites, well, you can't be a good person if you like Donald Trump because he does bad things. I'm like, wait, <laughs> that's exactly who Christ died for. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. No, certainly, there. and that's that's why I didn't start with uh, his behavior because, and in fact, none of what I wrote down has anything to do with his uh, particular behavior. But I do like something that you just said. You said that you judge someone by how they talk about Jesus, and I've been looking on the internet all afternoon, and I was only able to find um, one or two times that Donald Trump mentioned Jesus by name. Oh, um, he oh, talked oh, talk a lot of. Hold on. Oh. So I think three of the literally hundreds of them, he talks about Jesus Christ at just about every single one of his rallies. That's how I know. The other okay. Shall, shall I, I play I, one? Shall I play one of them? Play one of them. Okay. Uh, Thirty-three seconds. Here we go. Three, two, one. I'm looking up to the sky. A friend of mine said, "You know, you're the most famous man in the world." I said, "No, I'm not. No, I'm not." No, he said, "No. Who's more famous than you? You are the most famous man in the world." What are you talking about? Who's more famous? I said, "Jesus Christ." Okay, so hold on. And just I don't a big want to round take of applause. So I looked up and I said, and it's not even close. Okay. So that's one. Play the next um, one. Yep, here we go. Um, three, two, one. Oh. For too long, politicians have tried, oh, have they tried, to centralize authority among the hands of a small few in our nation's capital. I see them all the time. Bureaucrats think they can run over your lives, overrule your values, meddle in your faith, and tell you how to live, what to say, and where to pray. One second. Good God, babe. She has a puppy. I'm sorry, I've got dogs in the background. You know how it works. But, like, yeah. uh, hold on. All right, here we go. But we know that parents, not bureaucrats, know best how to raise their children and create a thriving society.
we know that families and churches, not government officials, know best how to create a strong and loving community. And above all else, we know this. In America, we don't worship government, we worship God. is enshrined okay all right um the third one is where the the pope which by the way (laughs) there's an antichrist one of the antichrists roaming the world right now um i believe that uh the the man that's in that the pontifex right now might fit the bill the other thing that, um, back to, first of all, I want to get to your point about the peace accords, okay, because that well, is Well, okay, but, but can we play this video for, or this audio first, and then we can, we can uh, go let him respond? Well, actually, no, you did start out when you were having poor audio about the Abraham Accords, so you want to, if you want to go with that, that's fine. Yeah, so John Michael's correct. That is one of the indicators of of someone coming in and creating peace with with Israel and its neighbors, okay? And his son-in-law and a bunch of people behind the scenes for the first time since since the temple got kicked kicked down, uh, they signed a peace accord with you know five nations surrounding Israel. And so, so that is one of the indicators. John Michael is correct about that, okay? Um, at that time, no one said it could be done at, for, for, you know, 50, 60, 100, 100 years of like, oh, they'll never stop fighting. And then all of a sudden the peace accords get signed. And I remember reading some scriptural uh, references and some, some Bible studies about that that is one of the indicators that, uh, of the Antichrist, but it says, and I'm going to go, and I'm going to let you play this last clip, Danielle, in just a minute. It says that um, that the Antichrist will come from the church. Um, I would not call uh, Donald Trump from the church. He's just a guy, okay? But it says... Right. Um, I'm sorry, I'm not going to enter. Yeah, I said right, but I'm going to retract that because I'm just the moderator. Okay. <laughs> um, where does it say? Oh, gosh, it's, some, it's, in, it's in Revelation. Of, of, there's a reference that, that the Antichrist will come from the church itself, out of the church, out of Rome. Okay? Some people believe that um, the Antichrist will, is going to be a Jew, um, a paper that I, I read today uh, kind of goes against that because of the book of Dan. Uh, I don't think that it will be a Jew. I believe it will be somebody that comes, that be a Gentile that comes out of our church, our very own Christian church. Anyway, those are the reasons. But so then 
I go back to my belief that possibly the, the current Pontifex is Pontifex is one of the Antichrist. And um, you can take play the, uh, the video, the third video from the Pope to about the Pope. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, three, two, one. Hold on, it just glitched out. Three, two, one. So I just wrote this out very quickly about the Pope. Do you want to hear it? Should I read it to you? Okay. He actually said that maybe I'm not a good Christian or something. It's unbelievable, which is really not a nice thing to say. So it's a response from Donald Trump. It says, if and when the Vatican is attacked by ISIS. You know, ISIS, their primary trophy, very few people know this. I read this about two months ago. Nobody even believed it. Their primary thing, you've seen what they've done all over the Middle East. Their primary goal is to get to the Vatican. That would be their ultimate trophy. They want to do what they did to all of these magnificent artifacts and all of the beautiful museums that they've totally destroyed all over the Middle East, right? They're, and I didn't know this. I read this like four or five months ago. I made mention of it two months ago. And everyone said, what are you talking about? They thought, like, I'm kidding. It's true. And now there are stories about it. Not big stories, but there are stories about it. And I was checked by one of the reporters that said, they don't want to talk about them. Then he called up and apologized. The big thing, they want to get to the Vatican. So if and when the Vatican is attacked by ISIS, which, as everyone knows, is ISIS's ultimate trophy, I can promise you that the Pope would have only wished and prayed that Donald Trump would have been president. Because it's true. It's true. Because this would not have happened. ISIS would have been eradicated, unlike what is happening now, with our all-talk, no-action politicians. That's what's happening now. We, we, we had a General MacArthur. If we had a General George Patton, I mean, they'd be gone before they even got time to go over and uh, check it out, okay? It's a ridiculous situation. The Mexican government and its leadership has made many disparaging remarks about me. See, the Pope was in Mexico. The leadership's reading, oh, Donald Trump is a bad guy. He wants to build a wall. He wants to keep illegal immigration. It's terrible. They don't say it that way. They say he wants people to stop having this and that. Look, I'm wise to them. I respect Mexico. I respect their leadership. Their leadership is much smarter, much sharper than our leadership. And that's the problem. That's the problem. You know, we have a trade deficit with Mexico. Listen to this one. Fifty eight billion dollars. So when I say we're going to build a wall and Mexico's going to pay for it, these politicians all come up and they say, you can't get Mexico to pass it. Yes, I can. They have no idea what I'm even talking about. You people do because you have some business people here, some good business people. Some of them I know. But Mexico's going to pay because the wall is $12 billion, 10 to $12 billion. That's a super job. Okay, that's if you do a Trump wall. Okay, really nice job. Nice high wall. This is a high, nice. This is not a wall that they're going to drive their trucks over. <laughs> okay, you can now, stop it now. When we have a deficit. Okay. Okay. There's, there's two other points that I want to make, and then I'm going to let John Michael refute all of the stuff I just put out. Okay. The first, the first being that all the right demons, Donald Trump, they've literally, they literally killed three million people to get rid of this guy. 
They used the power and the might of the federal government from the day he came down this elevator to get him out. The other thing that leads me to believe that that it's not true, oh, God, it just went right back out of my freaking brain. All the right deep state lizard head pieces of crap that have gone after him with everything they've got, literally leads me to believe that he's the right guy for the job. I don't think he's, I I, I don't worship him. I worship God. I worship Jesus Christ. I think, I just think Donald Trump is, and according to all the evidence because of, of who's attacking him, is who was chosen by the Lord because nobody, nothing happened but for God choosing it and allowing it. That's, that's what I got. Go ahead. Take it away. Okay, John Michael. Yeah, so I was taking notes as you were writing here, and what I noticed in all three videos is that I did not hear Donald Trump, Donald Trump I mean, confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I heard him say in the first video that Jesus Christ is more, the only person more famous than him, which is a given, obviously. Um, that's not confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord, right? I heard him say that we worship God, but the question I always ask, and I'm sure that Carla can agree with this, whenever someone tells me that they love God, the question I always ask is, which God, right? Um, because for me, God has a name, right? Um, he has a name, and, and, and so from my perspective, again, that I watched the videos you sent me earlier because I was like, maybe I missed something. Um, what I did find, though, in other you know, evidence to support my stance is that Donald Trump said that he didn't need forgiveness. Um, I, and I mean, it's not like I found this on a, on a mainstream site. I know you guys are kind of picky about your sources. Um, I actually found this on the Christian News, right? Um, oh, Premier Christian. Yes. Yes. He definitely said that. No, 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 Mom. It's his turn. Go ahead. Um, and so what I what I noticed here is again, and and you agree he said that. That's great. We we agree then that he said he did not need God's forgiveness. Um, and so and even when it was followed up with him, I'm quoting his response here. Trump replied, "I will be asking for forgiveness, but hopefully I won't have to be asking for much forgiveness." Um, I think we can both agree that uh, if you don't feel like you need to ask for forgiveness, then what you're essentially saying is that Jesus' blood is not good enough for you and that you don't need him. Or worse, you are saying that you have lived a sinless, perfect life. And the only man that I know that has lived a sinless, perfect life is, again, Jesus Christ. Um, we also, I was also able to find uh, – Another, you know, article that made me go, oh, I didn't even know this part, right? He says he believes in God. Okay, but again, the question is, which God, right? Um, He calls himself a Christian, but, you know, I kind of tend to don't really like to call myself a Christian. I prefer to say that I follow Jesus Christ because, unfortunately, there are so many people, as Jesus said there would be, who claim that they follow Jesus, right, or that they are Christian, and, unfortunately, 
um, they don't have the correct idea about who Jesus is. And I believe that Donald Trump is one of those people. Um, he didn't say that Jesus Christ is his Lord. On the other, on the opposite end, he said he didn't think he needed forgiveness. Um, that's such an essential part of being a Christian. And, 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 and again, to say we worship God, the question is, which God do you worship? Um, I was also, you know, looking through here, and, and, and I, you know, again, he does not deny worship. I'd like to read you something that Donald Trump retweeted. Let me see if I can find it here. That he retweeted from somebody who um, was calling him the king of Israel, um, who said that he is the savior. He himself said, and Danielle, if you would, don't mind playing the clip that I sent you where Donald Trump calls himself the chosen one. In other words, Donald Trump himself has proclaimed that he is the Christ. He called himself the chosen one. That is what Christ means. It means the chosen one. And I know Katie mentioned a couple of other uh, you know, ways that it can be applied. I don't agree with her. Uh, I love her, but I don't agree with her. Um, I think that the Christ can only be applied to one person. And again, to deny that is to deny Jesus, right? Because if you, if you take away from Jesus' holiness, his uniqueness, he, him being the Christ and say that it can be applied to other people, um, you're, you're demeaning him as as you know the word that became flesh um so danielle would you play my clip where donald trump said very clearly that he is the chosen one yeah i will um this is getting really hard for me because i don't i'm sorry oh, here we go three two one. Oh, come in come on there we go. Fake news, of which many of you are members, is trying to convince the public to have a recession. Let's have a recession. The United States is doing phenomenally well. But one thing I have to do is economically take on China, because China has been ripping us off for many years. President Clinton, President Bush, and President Obama and others should have done this long before me. My life would be much easier, although I enjoy doing it, but my life would be much easier if I just said, let China continue to rip off the United States. All right? It would be much easier. But I can't do that. We are winning against China. They've lost two and a half million jobs in a very short period of time. They want to make a deal. It's got to be a deal that's good for the United States. Where they want to make a deal, probably we will make a deal. But if I didn't do that, and I'm not doing this. Somebody said it's Trump's trade war. This isn't my trade war. This is a trade war that should have taken place a long time ago by a lot of other presidents. Over the last five or six years, China's made $500 billion. $500 billion Ripped it out of the United States. And not only that, if you take a look, intellectual property theft. Add that to it. And add a lot of other things to it. So somebody, excuse me, somebody had to do it. I am the chosen one. Somebody had to do it. So I'm taking right on there, China. No. I'm taking on China on trade. And you know, I, I, I have, I'm sorry. I have to interject. He was talking about being the chosen one to take on China. But go, go ahead. 
Yeah, and I understand that he was talking about being the chosen one to take on China, but how far of a leap is it to say, I am the chosen one to save the world? Because that is the message that he's trying to communicate. I would like to read you this, a couple of other things as well. I'm reading a tweet from Donald Trump, August 21st, 2019. Thank you to Wayne Allen Root for the very nice word. That is the quote from Donald Trump. This is the quote from the other, I'm assuming from Wayne Allen Root here. Um, yes, it is. It says, President Trump is the greatest president for Jews and for Israel in the history of the world, not just America. He is the best president for Israel in the history of the world, and the Jewish people in Israel love him like he's the king of Israel. They love him like he's the second coming of God. But American Jews don't know him or like him. They don't even know what they're saying or doing anymore. It, doesn't make, it makes no sense, but that's okay. If he keeps doing what he's doing, he's good for, and then it cuts off. But I do want to read you 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. Let no one deceive you in any way, for that day will not come unless the rebellion comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, who opposes and exalts himself against every so-called God or object of worship, so that he takes a seat in the temple of God, proclaiming himself to be God. So Donald Trump has called himself the chosen one. And I, I will admit, yes, he, he called himself the chosen one in this limited circumstance, sure. But when we combine the, the, it, to have the mentality to be able to take a title like Christ for yourself, and the word Christ is applied to other things in the Septuagint, right? Like David was Christos or anointed to be king, right? It is applied to other things as well. Perhaps, you know, he was saying he's been anointed to, um, to, to deal with China. And certainly I would say that that's not, you know, untrue. He's certainly a tool of God for good or for evil. Either way, everything is the Lord's, right? But my point here is why would Donald Trump retweet this when clearly I know the king of Israel, the real king of Israel is Jesus Christ. In fact, Enri, which is the inscription that was on the cross that Jesus was hung from, means Iesus Nazarenus Rex Iudia, or Jesus Christ, Christ, king of the Jews, or king of Israel, right? Pontius Pilate asked Jesus if he was the king of the Jews or of Israel, right? And so we see the second coming of God. They love him like he's the second coming of God. I'm, I'm not saying he's flat out said these things yet, but how far are we going to allow that to go? And if you're able to say that and to really legitimately say, those are really nice words, any, any person who truly knows Jesus, I mean, if someone told me that I was the second coming of Jesus, I would probably cry because I am being one of, I'm the foremost among sinners, to quote Paul. And so this idea that, um, you know, that he is the second coming of God is not one that's not, you know, we've seen, I've seen videos. I saw the videos of people telling him that he is the second coming of Christ. And I just have one more point mm -hmm. before I uh, pass the mic back, back to Carla here. Um, his conduct and his behavior, outside of all the other stuff, I'm not talking about his sins. I'm talking about the things that he's allowing, the adulation that people are showering on him, the way that he is allowing himself to be compared to God is very antichrist behavior. Um, and again, when you combine that with the fact that I've never heard the man say that Jesus Christ is Lord, quite the opposite, because again, you can say Jesus Christ is Lord, but if you do not, Paul said in Romans, you have to believe in your heart, right? 
that Jesus Christ is Lord and confess with your mouth. I have yet to, I didn't hear it in any of the videos that you, that you uh, played for Carla. I didn't hear a single time. Uh, what I did hear him say is, again, Jesus is the most famous person in the world. That's a given. I mean, yeah, of course he is, right? Uh, I didn't, and, I, and to be quite honest, I heard a little bit of a, a false modesty there. Like, I'm just saying that because I know that that's going to play over well with the crowd, but I don't really actually believe that. Um, and that's my opinion. Maybe that's my discernment. I'm really sorry. I did not mean to unmute yet. Oh, stop. Stop. Sorry. And yeah, just, and, and again, I, I hear him saying Christian, 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 but what does that mean? Um, because right, exactly. the Lord said, many will come up to me and say, Lord, Lord. Um, Jesus, in fact, told Pharisees, why do you call me Lord and do not do what I said to do, right? Many will come up to me in those last days saying, Lord, Lord, didn't I do this? Didn't I do that? Didn't I do this? Um, again, the, the point of that is the basis of our salvation is in Christ alone. It's in the fact that he died for our sins, and Donald Trump doesn't feel like he needs to have forgiveness for his sins. Those are his words, not mine. Okay. I, I, yeah, I don't want to, um, to double team on this, but I have a question for both of you. Um, the scripture that says many are called and few are chosen, what does that mean to a Christian? Let's start with, uh, with mom. Let, let Carla go first. I've been, I've been chatting for a minute here. I would love to hear more from Carla. Many okay, great. Your okay, so what that means is that we all fall short of the glory of God, including the flawed human being named Donald J. Trump. So, so keep in mind that, that this guy is not on the same level in, in relation to how he talks about Jesus, okay? You and I talk about him every day, John Michael. This, this guy doesn't. He's a businessman. He's a foul-mouthed New Yorker, for goodness sake. <laughs> and and guess, guess who uh, God chose? A foul-mouthed New Yorker. Because nothing uh, happens uh, without... Well, not, without not just one. Not just a foul-mouthed New Yorker. <laughs> no, he's smart and he's funny and, uh, and he loves the Lord. Okay. Also, keeping in mind, you said yourself, uh, John Michael, that he said, well, I, I hope I only need to be forgiven for a little bit. Let me just tell you, that interview that you played, I didn't like it either. Okay. No, I don't need to be forgiven. He absolutely said that. And the reason why he talks that way is because they have been trying going after him with everything they've got. So every time they would ask one question, well, don't you feel bad for some of the things you've done? Don't you think you need to be forgiven? He's backed into a corner again. Like if I say this right now, then that's all you'll hear for the next six days. Okay. So what is it you need to be forgiven for? What bad things have you done? Tell us, right? So, and then he followed up with, well, I might need to be forgiven for a little bit. Look, he's certainly not humble. Okay. But he's, he's not the Antichrist. He's just a flawed human being that our Lord chose to do a job. Okay? That is what I think. Now, having said that, um, 
I will tell you that that there's been lots of things that have flown out of this guy's mouth that made me uncomfortable. There, but the good news is that God picked a flawed human being. He's not perfect, okay? But but he's certainly not the Antichrist, John, John Michael. Nothing that you have said convinces me to do spiritual destruction to the people of this country or the world. Not anything that you've said. And I love you, and I care about what, you know, the things that you say and what you believe. And, if, and here's the thing. Watch. Our job is to watch. And if you see something or hear something that, that bothers you, uh, certainly call it out. But that doesn't make this guy the Antichrist. You know, I don't, I, just my opinion. Certainly a sinner. Certainly a sinner. Thank God that we have Jesus. Okay, another question. If I called myself chosen, would I be considered an antichrist? No, because all of us are chosen. Well, exactly. Well, not all of us. Many are called, few are chosen. Right. I'm I'm talking about the people in this, this call. Thank goodness we were chosen. We were called by Amen. John Michael? Okay. Yes. Do you want to respond to that? To the, your original question, yeah, sure. I think uh, many are called, but few are chosen. You know, I'm kind of one of the, the people who feels that, like, everyone is called, right? Everyone is called. Um, and based on your response to that call, um, you know, God, it, Jesus said no one can come to the Father except through him, right? He also said that no one can come to him unless the Father draws them. So it's almost like this kind of like feedback loop, right? You can't go to Jesus unless God calls you. You can't get to God unless you go through Jesus, right? And so this right. idea um, that I think of it is, it's, it's, um, the, Jesus tells the parable of the sign net, right? The net that goes out into the water, and um, a sign net has weights that are on the bottom, and it drags against the ocean floor. And so the fishermen would pull this giant net across this, you know, the lake or the ocean, right? And it would gather all the different types of fish, right? And Jesus tells the parable. He says that the fishermen, they cast the sign net, and they drag all the different kinds of fish that are all there, right? And, um, uh, and then they take it to the shore, and then the, the second half of the work begins, right? The other fishermen that are on the shore begin to sort the catch, right? So I'm certainly, again, not, I'm not trying to say that I don't like Donald Trump. I'm not, you know, it, I'll be the first one to, to come back on your show and apologize if I'm incorrect about my, you know, my instinct on it or my discernment on this, right? I'll be the first one to apologize to him in heaven one day if I'm wrong, right? I'll be the first one, although I don't know if po- apologies will necessarily matter uh, in heaven, right? Because if, uh, no one will remember the things of this world or care about them, right? They won't come to mind anymore. Um, but my mm-hmm. point is... Uh, that as far as like the chosen part of uh, many many are called and few are chosen, I think um, it, you have to kind of choose to be chosen, right? Um, and, and again, I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, Donald, I'm, not, I'm really not trying to pick apart or be a fruit inspector for someone else. I'm merely pointing out, and, I, and I'm trying to do my best to be a watch person, right, a watchman or watchwoman, right? I'm doing my best to try to keep an eye on things and to look at things objectively. And again, I don't hate the man. I don't dislike him. Um, I think that the, the, the scriptures talk about the Antichrist suffering a head wound, and I think his losing the election or or, or I know you guys are on the of the mindset of he won it and it was stolen. Okay, sure, right? Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Okay, sure, right. 
But my point is, I think that that's the wound that he suffered, if that makes sense, that he was removed, right? He was removed from office. Um, I don't know. And I, and I mean, if we, if we go by the idea of, uh, which I believe as well, that all power comes from God. You couldn't become president and God less, unless God wanted you to be. Why would God allow the election to be stolen from him unless there was a greater purpose behind it, right? Um, and and so – Not there, godly? There yeah, we, we do live in a world that's not godly, but again, all power comes from God. The President of the United States has an immense amount of power. In fact, many would argue that he has the most power of any man or woman on the planet, right? So again, if God, all power comes from God, and God anoints people for office, right, puts people that he wants in office, why would he have allowed Donald Trump to be removed? I disagree with that. I, I disagree. With, I mean, in a Which world part? full of demons and sin and and all of that, I, I disagree at this point that God puts all, uh, you know, through his power, puts all people into office. Okay. Well, that's, that's fine. That's, I mean, that's the secondary here. But again, this man has not denied that he is the king of Israel or that he is like the king of Israel. He has not denied that he is the chosen one or like the chosen one. He has not denied that he is, um, you know, the, uh, what was the third one there that I read? I can't, I've got so many tabs open because I've been uh, uh, going through everything here. But he's not denied essentially that, or that he's the second coming of God, right? Um, he has not denied those things. Again, I don't know if, um, if, if he's a, truly a believer or not. I hope so. I hope I'm wrong, right? I mean, I'm not sitting here, like, hoping that I'm right and that, you know, uh, because I'm secretly rooting for Donald Trump, Trump's ultimate destruction, because let's be clear, the Antichrist will ultimately be destroyed and tossed into Lake of Fire, right, where he will spend Amen. all eternity. The Bible, says, the Bible says that the screams of their torment will raise up to heaven, the smoke and screams of their torment day and night, right? So I'm certainly not, like, sitting here rooting for him to be the Antichrist so that, you know, that he can can enjoy that faith. That's not it at all. Um, but I do think us, your, your second question was, to, if we call ourselves chosen, are we antichrist? No, because there's a difference between saying you're the chosen one and, the, and chosen, right? And as Carla pointed out, it's to deny that Jesus is the Christ. That is what makes one an antichrist. And in fact, I think in Second John, he also goes on to say that it's someone who denies that Jesus has come in the flesh. How could Donald Trump say that he is like, he's like the second coming of God, but also believe that Jesus is coming back in the flesh. He's clearly not Jesus, right? He wasn't crucified. He wasn't, you, does he have the marks on his hand? Where, you're basing, you're basing that premise that, that he's saying that he, that he, that, that he's the second coming of God because he retweeted something. I mean, if you tweeted that you thought I was the second coming of Jesus, I would absolutely be horrified, and I would definitely not retweet it, and I would certainly tell you that uh, your belief was sincerely misplaced, and that, and again, if I truly confessed with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, then I would lovingly and carefully redirect you back to the scriptures, showing that why, reasons why that is not, not the truth, right? Um, that's and I not do what agree with did. that. 
I can agree with that. And Jesus said, you know, many, many times, none is good but God. No, no, no. Like, because people try to worship Correct. him all the time, right? Um, now, Mom but, just uh, said well, actually, something. Jesus I... accepted worship from people, right? Jesus accepted worship no, from he people did because he – yes, he did. John chapter 20, Thomas says to him, says to the apostles, I will not believe that Jesus has come back or that he's alive until I see him. And I put my hand, my finger through the print on his hands. When Jesus sees Thomas, he says, Thomas, put your fingers through the hand, put your hand into my side, touch me and see and believe and do not be unbelieving. And Thomas's response is, my Lord and my God. That's not the only time that people called Jesus God that and that he did not correct them. Je- well, hold on. Jesus being perfectly sinless telling the truth at all times, actually being the truth and the life and the way, if he was not Thomas's God and his Lord, why didn't he correct Thomas? I'm talking about while he was alive. This is after he was resurrected. Jesus said after he was resurrected that I am alive and I will be alive forevermore. So, so unless Trump is dead, that doesn't apply. What I'm saying is that while Jesus was alive, he said none is good but God. I'll sit on the right hand of God. I, you know, get up. I'm not, you know, I am not God. That The whole time he was here, he didn't do that. Now, mom just sent me something. Uh, Donald Trump, powerful speech. Uh, Jesus Christ, Savior of America. Um, would you like me to play that, mom? Sure. Yeah, okay. I would actually. No, oh, no. That's a 34-minute one. We don't want that. Oh, Lord. Okay. Yeah, I, I actually listened to it earlier, um, and I was searching for that, <laughs> that specific. But, again, that's a gross, a gross under, understatement of who Jesus is. Jesus is not but the Savior he, of America. He is the Savior I'm, of the world. I'm certainly not going to play the whole thing, but did, did he say that, that Christ – is savior did he i did not find it but i did not find it i was trying to listen to it and the whole the first few minutes of it were like totally blank it was just like american flags it looked like um so i you know i didn't find it um but you know i I did want to point out just to kind of go on the track that we're going on as far as is jesus god Behold, this is Isaiah that Matthew 123 is quoting for. Behold, That's the not virgin. The debate. I, I don't think that it's. I don't think that it's right uh, to to go into that. I'm not prepared for that debate. I'm not even part of this debate. But I will have many, many things to say, including that when Jesus Christ says many, many, many times that He's not God, and there's one John 1:1 1, 1, that everybody brings up that says um, that you know that he is God, we need to have a translational debate about that because there's clearly, clearly um, a a contradiction. And I don't believe in contradictions in the Bible. I believe that John 1, 1 is a, is a mistranslation. So the the debate is whether or not Jesus uh, Trump is the antichrist. And let's stick with that until we can have another debate about if Jesus is God. Are we good with that? Oh, here we go. Here's the, here's the one I think that, no, that's the American Just as long one. as we're clear that I do believe that Jesus Christ is God. Um, okay. Jesus and I, just as long as we're clear that so I don't believe he is. There. Okay. 
So maybe I'm the Antichrist. I don't know. Um, I don't see the one that you just sent me, Mom, that I just played, that kept playing. Let's see. So this one is 34 minutes. Yeah, and I know, like, the first few minutes is not. Go ahead. Want me to say it again? I got it. Okay. Three, two, one. I don't know. I, I can't really justify a 34-minute. It's fine. Listen, I have loved every minute of this because guess how many times Jesus Christ got mentioned on this show? And isn't oh, that on. a beautiful, beautiful thing? Amen. We, oh, yes. I found it. And oh, I found it. Hold on. Go. Melania and I would like to wish everyone a happy, joyous, and wonderful Christmas season. In this holy time of year, Christians everywhere give thanks that over 2,000 years ago, God sent his only son into the world to be the savior of all mankind. The birth of Jesus Christ is the true miracle we celebrate each Christmas. He is the ultimate source of our joy, our hope, and our sense of peace and goodwill as we gather with family and loved ones. It is such a great time of the year. This is why we can never stop saying that beautiful phrase, Merry Christmas. This holiday, we give thanks for many blessings God has bestowed upon us. We pray for the safety of our men and women in uniform at home and abroad. And we ask God to guide us, give us strength, and watch over us in this pivotal year ahead. With his help, by this time next year, we will be well on our way to making America safer, stronger, greater, and more prosperous than ever before. Once again, Melania and I wish you a very Merry Christmas. God bless you all. May 2024 be the best year of our lives. Okay. All right. So there's that. Um, Close we're looking for, isn't it? <laughs> I, I still didn't hear what I'm looking for now. I didn't hear. I heard okay. him say that. It, Jesus it, it, is. This is the problem. He's not doing it right. Guess what? Only people like you and I do it right because we study, we pray, we go to church, okay? Flawed human. It it was pretty freaking close to what you were saying. He's never said that. Guess what? He says it all the time. He says it different ways. It might not be exactly what you want to hear, John Michael, because it doesn't fit your premise. But let me just tell you, the man loves the Lord. And, and, of course, and honestly, and according, and according to John Michael, I'm also the Antichrist because I don't think that, that Jesus is well, God. Well, that's I, like, that is not what I said. At, that's like, that's actually pretty insulting, Danielle, because that's not what I said at all. I didn't say that at well, all. Well, I, I know, but I don't believe that Jesus Christ is God. I believe that he's and the son of Michael, God. I believe that he Michael is the bridge and the only way, but that doesn't mean I think he's God. Okay. And what so, God? So Daniel, you know, that's what you said to, about Trump. What God is he worshiping? So that's a debate for another day. And this one, I'm telling you, John Michael, my kid has rattled my cage with this for about the last 10 years. It makes me effing crazy. I probably shouldn't say that when we're talking about the Lord. And and guess what? We all love Jesus. All of us in yeah, this call, on this call. 
And, and I am so grateful that God sent his only son to be born as a baby in a manger tonight. We're celebrating it again tonight, even though Daniel Amen. doesn't think Christmas Eve is the night. Yeah, I don't believe it was. I think it was because September 11th, came actually. Into but... this, right, came into this world to save us. And yes. millions and millions and millions of people are going to heaven because they confess with their mouth and believe with their heart that Jesus Christ is our salvation. And I love Amen. having this conversation today because, you know, we live in a pretty secular world. And and you and I, John Michael, every day talking back and forth about our our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ blesses my heart. And and to hear my kids talking saying the name of Jesus and to hear you saying the name of Jesus over and over again today has been so good. He is Lord. And he's, he, the good news is that all that Antichrist stuff, I read the end of the book, and he, that lion, cheating, thieving devil loses. He dies. And God wins. Amen. Mm-hmm. And, and he can use flawed human beings like Donald J. Trump if he wants to or not. He can use certainly use a stumbling, bumbling sinner like me, been to prison eight, six times, and jacked off my family, did all kinds of just crummy, crummy stuff. And remember, I remember you said his sin is not the issue here because God knows Donald Trump is a sinner. So am I. It's, it's, it, we sure would love it if he would not be so ineloquent. And sometimes he's been extraordinarily eloquent about who he is in Christ. And I know you haven't heard it exactly the way you want to. The man loves the Lord. And the Antichrist cannot. Cannot. Amen. Yeah, I, I do believe that he Michael. loves the Lord, and I, and I believe that he believes that he's the Lord. Um, that's, and, and that's what I think. And, again, you're correct. It's wonderful that we were able to magnify the name of the Lord. Absolutely. And I didn't come into this conversation expecting to change your mind or, or um, to convince either right? one of you. And I know no. originally. Was gonna, it was going to be fun, wasn't it? We were going to have some fun and kick this around, weren't we? And again, I'm sorry if I if I um, if I insulted you. I'm, I really do. If I offended you, I'm really sorry about that. I truly hope, ask for your forgiveness for that. You know, go ahead. John and me Michael. too. Sorry for interrupting. We both interrupted. I apologize. That's okay. That's kind of what's been going on the whole time. And that's, um, you know, I totally uh, forgive you. And it's no hard feelings at all. I just, um, you know, I did my best to present my point of view respectfully. And so if I offended either one of you in any way or made you feel like that I wasn't taking your viewpoint seriously, then I also sincerely apologize. Because again, it's not that I hate the man. It's not that I don't like him. It's not that um, I just have, you know, spent a lot, of, a lot of time in prayerful consideration, and that is the conclusion that I've come to. And I'll be the first one to admit um, that, I'm, that I'm incorrect if and when that happens. And, again, I, I do think he loves the Lord. I think he thinks he's the Lord. Um, and, you know, that's, that's again, opinion. Um, and and, and it, it's based on discernment as well. I mean, discerning my, – my friend taught me this, and I, I'm going to say this, and I have to actually take off because i got to go do a check-in on a cat. Um, but a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine who um, – actually recently committed suicide, a brother of ours uh, that committed suicide, he said to me um, once upon a time that you have to 
when someone says something, you've got to read the black and you've got to read the white, right? So what they said is the black. Imagine a piece of paper that you write on with a black pen, right? What they wrote right. is the black or what they said is the black, but what they meant is the white. And when I hear Donald Trump's words, I, you know, thankfully I have been gifted with a spirit of discernment because of the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, everything good in me is from God. There's nothing good about me, right? Um, and so ha seeing what Donald Trump is saying, I understand why you feel the way that you do, Carla. I understand why you think that he loves the Lord, but I'm reading the white, and I see behind it. And again, I'm not picking on him. I think all the politicians are all devil worshipers, right? Like, I think they're all devil worshipers, I mean, um, in, in some way or another. But I certainly think the Lord, again, has authority over who sits in what seat and when and where and how he told us he does, right? Um, and so uh, that's my opinion. But I do have to go. I, I love you guys both, and I'll, and I'll talk to you soon. We love you, too. We love you. I love you, too. Bye-bye. Bye. So we can do a truncated good news report, if you'd Please. like, because I have a ton, 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 ton of good news. Um, the first being that um, the Supreme Court has um, denied Jack Smith's request to um, move up, go fast, skip over the appellate part of a, of a big, super important question, which is, does Donald J. Trump have 100% immunity as president? for any of the things that he supposedly has been accused of. Uh, that question is moving through the appellate court as we speak, and Jack Smith tried to play leapfrog and go directly to the Supreme Court and request that they hear his case because it's so important that it get done, and he didn't use these words, before the election, which should tell you everything you need to know, that it's political that it is political what um, these people are doing. And um, I will tell you that um, I have evidence that it says, U.S. turned regime change tactics developed abroad against Trump, evidence suggests. So, so this is a, what they're calling a color revolution, which is what the CIA has been doing all over the world for the last 60, 70, who knows, 80 years. Okay, so uh, they're, they're doing another full court press against him, which is, again, as far as I'm concerned, evidence that he's not the Antichrist. Um, and I, I love John Michael, and he, he brought some really, really good evidence to support his side of it, okay, certainly. Um, mm -hmm. But the, the, the facts are that every demon... <laughs> Since, since this got started, they have come up out of the shadows to try to slash this man, okay? And so um, and, one and of the ways... It's really interesting, just really quick, that one of the pieces so, of evidence that we didn't get to uh, from John Michael was, a, was Anderson Cooper, um, who is a demon. Yeah. Okay. And, so, that, and that and that doesn't really reflect on him as as a reason to not play it. But go ahead. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Right. Well, so so I, it, it was interesting. I was actually waiting for him to ask you uh, to play that clip 
and so he didn't. Okay, so Jack Smith um, was denied his leapfrog craziness um, uh, with the presidential immunity case, and um, we have celebrated that. It came out on the Friday the 23rd of December, so we all considered that a wonderful Christmas present to um, the Make America Great Again crew. Um, About the same time, though, um, the state of Colorado said that they were removing Donald J. Trump from the ballot, right? So we win one, and then one really crazy thing also happens. Uh, The state of Colorado said that because he was guilty of insurrection, that they were removing him from the ballot in the state of Colorado, which uh, didn't make a lick of sense to most of the pundits. They said, no, Donald Trump has never been charged, nor has he been convicted of insurrection against the government. So um, your premise is flawed. Turns out they knew it was, too, um, because they, the state of Colorado themselves have already stayed their own order, Okay. Um, they said, well, it looks like it's going to the Supreme Court, so we'll just wait, okay? Um, therefore, to maintain the status quo pending any review by the U.S. Supreme Court, we stay our ruling until January 4th, 2024, the day before the secretary's deadline to certify the content of the presidential primary ballot. If review is sought in the Supreme Court before the stay expires on January 4th, 2024, then the stay shall remain in place and the secretary will continue to be required to include President Trump's name on the 2024 presidential primary ballot until the receipt of any order or mandate from the Supreme Court. So the Colorado Supreme Court already understands that what they did was unconstitutional and incorrect. They Mm -hmm. knew also that it was going to go to the Supreme Court, and so they stayed their own order. So as of right now, Donald Trump can still be on the ballot in California, or excuse me, in Colorado. Whoops, that was a Freudian slip because within moments, the Secretary of State in California said, we're going to try it too because we, we believe that Donald Trump is guilty of insurrection. Um, that got shot down by none other than uh, Gavin Newsom. So Governor Newsom Um, rejects the plan to block Trump from the 2024 California ballot video. uh, Video, sorry. This is uh, Gateway Pundit that I'm quoting. So I was reading the headline, like, uh, verbatim. Sorry. Um, No, that's okay. California California Governor Gavin Newsom is defending, in quotes, Donald Trump after the Colorado Supreme Court voted to remove him from the ballot. Finding Democrats who still support democracy is rare these days. The comment from Newsom came uh, some day, came days after Lieutenant Governor. Um, it was excuse me, I said something wrong. I said it was the Secretary of State. It was actually the Lieutenant Governor Eleni Kolonakis called on. Hold on, I'm going to the um, full quote. Um, Kolonakis, I don't know how to say her name. She's the Lieutenant Governor of my state. How come I don't know how to say her name? There's no doubt that Donald Trump is a threat to our liberties and even to our democracy. But in California, we defeat candidates at the polls, according to Newsom. Everything else is political distraction, Newsom said, as he shut down the idea of removing Trump from the ballot. So that's good news that he didn't fall into the crazy. Um, And uh, uh, so this folder I've called this evening, this folder, um, Christmas Eve Good News. Um, 
the other pieces of good news that I have is one of them I set, I put in um, the folder uh, for you to play. It's really cute if you could do that for me, Danielle. On the Christmas it's Eve? The last pep, yeah, Peppy Lives Matter. It's oh, in the, oh it's in the on the, okay, okay, yeah, gotcha. Right? Mm-hmm. On the Seeds of Change, gotcha. All right, here we go. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 da, 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 three, two, one. Mangled mobile homes, splintered wood, and debris everywhere. The Holt Park mobile home community has been decimated by a tornado. I ran to the back bedroom, jumped on top of Princeton. By the time I jumped on Princeton, the walls collapsed, and then that's when the siren went off. Sydney Moore says she held on to her one-year-old Princeton, and her boyfriend tried to get to their four-month-old son, Lord. He went to try to grab Lord at the bassinet. And the roof had already came off. And the bassinet was the first thing to go up. But Lord stayed in the bassinet, like, in the air. Like, he's seen him still in the bassinet in the air. Although they did two twirls, he said, and then they got thrown. When it passed, she tells me, the first thing she screamed was, where's my baby? You can see this up here is where her pack and play is wrapped around a tree. Thank God he wasn't in it. Cindy says it was the scariest moment of her life. He finally found Lord. He was placed in a tree, like I swear to God. Like, he looked like he was placed in a tree with a gash on the side of his face right here. It was a deep, deep gash, but they glued it shut. They had to hike a mile to get out, and Lord was rushed to the hospital with a concussion and a big cut on his ear. Lord, he was crying, and I heard him crying. And he kept, like, falling asleep, waking up, falling asleep, waking up. Her boyfriend broke his collarbone. They're all banged up, but lucky to be alive. By the grace of God, I swear, to, I swear, like, they survived. Aw. Oh. <laughs> Lord and like. Princeton. Yeah, the baby's names are Lord and Prince. Yep. And, um, anyway... We can skip over that part. Hmm. <laughs> no comment. Um, let's see. The other thing, the other piece of good news that we got was that um, uh, the judge is ordering um, the names on the Epstein client list to be released. Um, it says the federal judge has ordered the unsealing of a number of John Doe's with ties to Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell, including some alleged perpetrators. Um, according to Technofog, again, and somebody that I follow all the time um, on Telegram, on Twitter, everywhere I can get Truth Social, everywhere I can get a hold of him, is he's a pretty smart guy, but he's saying most of these names have already been revealed. And he is saying uh-huh. that, John, that there's a couple that, um, that they will not release no matter what. I wonder who those will be. Um, because the other ones that are going to come out, um, I, I'm pretty sure Bill Gates is going to be on there. Um, I just put a clip in the Danielle Ice folder in Telegram, and I would like for you to play that. Going there now. Bam, is that what it's called? Yep, that's what it's called, Bam. You know what I mean? Yes, we have to understand. People don't really... Yep, hold on. Uh, Tucker, this is Tucker Carlson. Uh, here we go. Three, two, one. You know I'm sorry. You want to set it up? Um, so it's Tucker Carlson, Tim Pool, and because we're on radio, you can't see 
that um, the guy that's, that's talking has a, has a T-shirt that said Epstein didn't Epstein himself. So you can probably get an idea of what kind of the crew is that's going to be chatting here in a moment. Three, two, one, take it away. People don't relinquish power peacefully. The establishment has a lot of power that they're abusing right now. We're dealing with criminals. We're dealing with individuals that have committed psyops, that have committed horrible atrocities on the people. Just want to uh, uh, just cut in and say I want this T-shirt. I want that T-shirt too. The world that have started wars, that have started literal gene splicing, chemical, biological warfare against the people. So we, we have to understand there's going to be something that's going to be happening here that we should be absolutely paying attention to as we're dealing with uh, essentially a multi-trillion dollar propaganda machine. But it is being wrecked by shit posters and memes. Yeah, it is being destroyed by individuals <laughs> speaking truth to it. Mm. It is being destroyed by individuals coming together, coalescing, and saying enough is enough of this bull crap. I am done. My life has value. I am standing up for myself. I am standing up for this country. And that is a danger to the establishment that they fear. And in that fear, we're dealing with a cornered animal. That cornered animal is yeah. dangerous, and they could act out in many different ways. Okay. And I, they're capable of anything. They're capable of something that we can't even imagine. Luke's just cranking it right up to 11, right when we get started. So <laughs> I, I can respect that. So that's, that's true. And we have to be aware. Catherine Herridge has said 2024, there will be a black swan event. Um, and obviously what is a black swan event, please? Black Swan event was COVID. Black Swan event was um, the Russia hoax. Black Swan event was was 9-11. Just take that in for a second. Ouch. And Catherine, uh, Catherine Heritage, Heritage, Heritage? Heritage. Heritage uh, was... A, a, a Fox News employer employee, and then she was. went to she CNN, or got, she got fired. Now she's at CBS, and she's been truth telling over there. They don't highlight her stuff, but she's been truth telling over there. Yeah, she's an excellent report. Okay. All right. So one word. Yeah. Okay. More good news, Brandon Straka. Some of you will remember who Brandon Straka is. Um, Some of you won't. During the 2016 election, after they stole it from Bernie Sanders, a gentleman named Brandon Straka created something called the Walk Away Campaign. He loathed Hillary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Wasn't um, wasn't, uh, Tracy Beans associated with that yes you you you're the one that told me about the walk away campaign uh-huh. um, it was it was yeah and uh, i love brandon straka he is you know a, a handsome young man that said we're done with the democrat party we're going to walk away we don't want them to consolidate their power to continue to have power consolidated behind them and he loathed Hillary Clinton because of what she did to Bernie Sanders. Um, throughout his campaign and career uh, of the walk away campaign, he um, eventually became a Trump supporter. And um, he, you know, he 
because he, he was like, whatever it takes to get rid of Hillary Clinton, okay? So he brought a lot of people, a lot of young people over and, and perhaps was a part in uh, that big, huge upset streak by Donald Trump. He was there on January 6th. He went to protest what I believe was a stolen election, just like literally a couple of hundred thousand Americans, okay? He got sued by a Soros-funded, after that, he, he did jail time. He got probation for being there at, at January 6th. <clears throat> he got confinement, and um, he's done with that. He's on probation. But after that, again, this is all-out lawfare warfare against American citizens. They sued him. It was called the a D.C. nonprofit law firm Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law. Over two years ago, this is Brandon, I'm going to quote him. He says, I have won the J6 civil case against me by the corrupt, lying, leftist, Soros-funded D.C. nonprofit law firm Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law. Over two years ago, I was served in a civil lawsuit by eight black and brown Capitol Police officers whom I've never met, had no contact with on J6, and whom I was not even within proximity of. They sued me under the KKK Act, alleging that I engaged in a white supremacist attack on black and brown police officers, that I caused their, in quotes, injuries, which include being pepper sprayed and becoming exhausted, becoming exhausted, in quotes, and conspired to encroach on their civil rights. Almost every detail and allegation against me was a lie. In fact, I'll say a known lie. Knowing that I committed no violence on January 6th and didn't encourage anybody else to either, this lawsuit alleged that I violently breached the barricades of the Capitol and proceeding to attack, proceeded to attack police officers, including the plaintiffs. The case entered discovery where we gathered evidence that conclusively showed that none of these officers were even on the side of the building I was on during my brief time on Capitol grounds. One of the plaintiffs was in Maryland at the time I was there. He well into six figures to defend and hundreds and hundreds of hours of my time, which is, of course, the whole point. The left has weaponized our legal system, turning Democrat majority districts into a playground where they can abuse the process to harm those who get in the way of their political agendas. But this case was even too preposterous for the D.C. courts, and after years of fighting, I have won. This is a much-needed victory for truth, for decency, for, and for even a shred of restoration of our faith that justice will still exist within corners of our legal system. I thank you all who helped support me through this battle. Your support got me through, and my victory is your victory. Please share this victory with everyone you know, and God bless you all. Oh, that's such good news. It's that's really crazy. good news. It, it, it is. And I, but I'm telling you, think about, though, Brandon Stratha has a voice, and he has a, a following to help him pay for his legal bills. What about all the poor sucks that don't? It's still good news. <laughs> I don't want to take that away from you. But, um, but I will tell You're still you in debate mode. I, I, <laughs> I am. Okay. Thanks. We're going to find out the real reason for the Mar-a-Lago raid. Um, I have some 
from Brian Cates, and I also have this article from Revolver News. Now, I got to tell you something. I'm going to make a confession. I stopped watching the news. I don't, I don't have a television in my home. I get all of my news from certain sites, and um, I actually paid for a subscription to Revolver News. Highly recommend. Not that much money, and I love the articles that pop up there. Um, This one says, thanks to a mysterious missing binder, are we about to find out the real reason for the Mar-a-Lago raid? Okay, you might have heard Adam Penselneck shift. You know, they said uh, all of a sudden he's back in the news saying that, you know, now we know Donald Trump stole a binder. Okay. Keep in mind that anything that he wants to declassify as the president, he has the absolute right to do it. Yep. So the... Byline for this, it's just Revolver News. There's no um, nobody that said it was theirs, <laughs> but it's just Revolver. So um, I can't quote, I can't give uh, credit. So I'm giving it to Revol- Revolver News. Speculation about why the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago, treating Trump as if he were the villain in Scarface. Most rational thinkers are skeptical that it was about classified secrets Trump supposedly shouldn't have. Instead, it seems more likely to a particular binder brimming with details that could potentially dismantle Obama and Hillary's crossfire hurricane operation, of course. Um, What are the odds that the regime was frantically searching for this crucial binder? Uh, CNN, a binder containing highly classified information related to Russian Russian election interference, LOL, went missing at the end of Donald Trump's presidency, raising alarms among intelligence officials, that some of the most closely guarded national security secrets from the U.S. and his allies could be exposed. Its disappearance, um, according to, listen to this, sources familiar with the matter. Don't you love that? I love that. Yeah. Its disappearance, which has not been previously reported, was so concerning that intelligence officials briefed Senate Intelligence, Intelligence Committee leaders last year about the missing materials, who do they belong to? They belong to Donald Trump. He's the president. He gets to. Okay. Um, binder contained raw intelligence of U.S. and his NATO allies collected on Russians and Russian agents. Mike Davis says we're totally going to learn soon that the actual motive for the FBI's raid on Mar-a-Lago was to stop the declassified crossfire hurricane documents from being released to the public. Um, additionally, on the last day before Trump left, left office, he said crossfire hurricane and the Hillary Clinton email investigation. Guess what else is in that binder? Yay. Yay. Okay. Um, so some good news on uh, the Seth Rich. You notice I started there, Danielle Teresa. Um, I'm going to set it up because I want you to play the Tucker Carlson shorts, um, the Julian Assange story, if you will, in just a moment. Yep, that 14-minute one. Uh, Is it 14 minutes? No, I got a five-minute one. Do you want the four? I have the the shorts where he sets it up. Does he set it up at the beginning of the 14-minute one? Yes, he does. So you don't need the shorts. Okay. 2016 election, again, it seems like we're kind of living in the history books again today. 
it was rumored that the Russians had hacked the DNC server, the Democratic National Committee server, because somebody named Julian Assange had re- was releasing damning emails about, first of all, how Hillary Clinton stole the primary election from Bernie Sanders. A lot of starry-eyed young people were devastated, including my daughter, Danielle Teresa, at the filthy, filthy cesspool that our political um, arena is. They watched it happen in real time. During that process, uh, Donald J. Trump um, was telling people, look, that primary got stolen from Bernie, Bernie Sanders. Y'all, y'all ought to be pissed off about that. And Hillary Clinton was clutching her pearls saying, how dare you say something mean like that? And then we even get Bernie Sanders on, on national television with half of his face black and blue saying, y'all ought to support Hillary Clinton. Everything's just fine. So these emails start to get dumped, and they're awful. It's not just about how nasty uh, the political arena was. We were hearing about Satanism, about pedophilia. We found out so much nasty stuff. And um, the officials all said, well, Russia hacked the DNC server. And and you have to believe us because we have a report from someone named CrowdStrike. Okay, and, uh, and before before I play um, that interview, I'm going to play one clip of Julian Assange while he was still right. semi-free um, during the election, talking about Seth Rich before it was mainstream media news, so isn't right? It that, yeah, so that, I, my next part, was I was going to sit, talk about that, but let's hear from Julian Assange because – they did not. We we knew it wasn't true because Julian Assange told us it wasn't the Russians. Go. Donald Trump has had a disastrous few weeks. If you look at the polls, he needs a miracle. Um, in the American political lexicon, there's such a thing as the October surprise. The stuff that you're sitting on is is an October surprise in there. We Do you even know what you're sitting on? WikiLeaks never sits on material. Uh, uh, whistleblowers go to significant efforts to get us material and often very significant risks. As a 27-year-old uh, works for the DNC, who was shot in the back, murdered uh, just two weeks ago uh, for un- unknown reasons as he was walking down the street in Washington. So that was that was just a robbery, I believe, wasn't it? No, it's, there's no finding. So uh, what are you suggesting? Sort of, what are you suggesting? I'm suggesting that our sources. Uh, take risks, and they are—they become concerned uh, to see things occurring uh, like that. But was he one uh, of your sources then? I mean, we don't comment on who our sources but are. Why but why make the suggestion about a young guy being shot in the streets of Washington? Because uh, we have to understand uh, how high the stakes are uh, in the United States, and that our sources are, you know. Our sources face serious risks. Uh, that's why they come to us, so we can protect uh, their anonymity. Uh, but it's quite something and, to suggest a murder. So, that's basically what you're doing. Well, that others have have suggested that uh, we are investigating to understand uh, what happened uh, in that situation with Seth Rich. 
I think it is uh, a concerning situation. Uh, there's not a conclusion yet. We wouldn't be willing to um, state a conclusion, but we are concerned about it. And more importantly, um, a variety of WikiLeaks sources are concerned when that kind of thing happens. Okay. Okay. So here just recently, Tucker Carlson went to Belmarsh Prison, where Julian Assange is still being hold, held without charges after all these years. They tried to accuse him of a rape charge, fell apart, um, and but he, they still haven't let this guy go. And we've been waiting to hear this interview for quite some time, and I consider this really good news. So take it away. Okay, three, two, one. Julian Assange is one of the greatest journalists of our age. He spent his entire adult life bringing previously concealed facts to the public about what our leaders are doing. That is the very definition of journalism. Yet Julian Assange is not a hero in America's newsrooms. He's an enemy. Assange made the mistake of offending the media's real constituency, which is not the public, but the power. How's that audio? It's good. Okay, good. For doing this, journalists accuse Assange of being what they are, a political operative posing as a reporter. In 2010, Assange and his organization, WikiLeaks, published an enormous cache of secret documents that revealed what the U.S. government had been doing in Iraq. Included was a 38-minute gun sight video that depicted Apache helicopters mowing down a group of civilians in Baghdad, including two Reuters employees. This is not some do-gooder. I did not mean to fast forward that much. Sorry. Oh, come on. There we go. Was had lied about what happened that day. At one point, the Pentagon claimed the video didn't even exist. Assange proved that it did. A few years later, Assange upended a presidential race by publishing a trove of internal emails from the Democratic Party. Democrats claimed the emails had been hacked by the Russian government, but they hadn't been. That was a lie. The emails had been leaked from within the DNC itself, almost certainly by a disgruntled employee. Those emails proved that Hillary Clinton's campaign had rigged the 2016 Democratic primary against Bernie Sanders. I'm sorry to interrupt, uh, interrupt again, but um, there's a difference between DNC employees and um, state officials military employees, you know, that are, are under, you know, um, orders to not release information that is damaging to, uh, or classified in any None way. Of classified. Right? None of it was classified. No. Right. Exactly. <laughs> the DNC leaks that they're talking about were completely different. All right, here we go. Yeah. It was the scoop of the decade but it was only one of many that Julian Assange broke. For the crime of upstaging them and embarrassing their patrons, 
the media hated Julian Assange even more. And especially with Assange, what, what bothers me the most is that he hides under this sort of broad definition of a journalist. And we have to come out and say that this is not, you know, stealing and, and using disinformation for a foreign government yeah. is not journalism. This is a no-brainer. This guy, Julian Assange, directed and led an organization that led to the largest breach of classified information in U.S. history. This is not some do-gooder whistleblower. Assange is a criminal. He's damaged national security. Assange isn't a journalist. He's a criminal, squeaked the faithful servants of power. Embarrassed governments around the world agreed. The government of Sweden, acting in concert with British authorities, charged Assange with a fake sex crime. He's a rapist, they said. Global media amplified the lie. Ultimately, the charges were dropped for lack of evidence. But by that point, Julian Assange was a prisoner. He'd been driven into internal exile in the Ecuadorian embassy in London, where he sought political asylum. He spent more than seven years there, unable to leave. Then, in 2017, Assange broke his last big story. WikiLeaks revealed the existence of an illegal CIA spying program. Assange withheld most of the details of that program so as not to compromise American national security. But the story was still deeply humiliating to the CIA. In Washington, CIA director Mike Pompeo decided to murder him. Pompeo discussed with his deputies how the CIA might kidnap Assange from the embassy in London or poison him inside. That is not conjecture. Multiple witnesses heard Mike Pompeo say that. At the time, keep in mind, Julian Assange had not been charged with any crime in the United States. Mike Pompeo considered it a death penalty offense to embarrass the CIA. You may be asking, is any of this legal? Can federal appointees use tax dollars to kill people who annoy them? Okay, uh, sorry to interrupt again, but also Hillary Clinton is on record, I don't think they say it here, saying, why can't, can't we just drone strike him? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Yep. Three, two, one. Well, not technically. Mike Pompeo committed a felony conspiracy to commit mm-hmm. murder. And yet somehow, Mike Pompeo is not in prison. Instead, he's the toast of the donor class, a friend and advisor to the most powerful people in America. It's Julian Assange who's in prison for the crime of offending Mike Pompeo. Assange is currently being held behind bars by the British government, which has not charged him with any crime. Assange now sits in the most fortified penitentiary in the UK, Belmarsh, where every murderer in London is held. He's been there for more than four years, trapped in solitary confinement, cut off from his wife and two children, wasting away alone among killers and mental patients and awaiting extradition to the United States for trial. Assange has been charged in the US under the century-old Espionage Act, a transparently unconstitutional law, which is used almost exclusively to punish political crimes. Yet Julian Assange has never committed espionage. Nor does the U.S. government have any real interest in trying him under that law. His current incarceration is the whole point. Torture Assange to death in jail so he will never again speak publicly. It's all so grotesque and so immoral that it's hard to believe it's actually happening in public view. Belmarsh authorities will not allow Assange to be interviewed, lest his case bring more embarrassment to the CIA. But we decided to travel there to see him anyway. It's early in the morning. The sun has just come up. We're driving through London to Belmarsh Prison to see Julian Assange. We're with his wife, Stella, in a bus. It's raining. Um, And we're going to try to get through the cordon of 
maximum security guards and administrators to see him, not for an interview. Uh, no cameras are allowed, but for a conversation. How hard is it to get from the gate to see him? Well, it's a process. So initially, you're in an external building called the Visitor Center, and they check your ID, and they take your fingerprints, they give you a badge, and you have to leave everything behind. Everything. I mean, you can't take a watch or a handkerchief or anything like that, a pen. And then you go into the main building, and then there are airlocks. So you go through the first airlock, they take your fingerprint again, they check your badge, look at your BO, it's called Visiting Order. And then they let you through to the kind of airport security area. So you put your shoes, your belt, jacket on a, uh, in an x-ray machine. Uh, then they check you first with a, you go through a, like a, an arch. Then they check you with a wand under your feet and front and back. Then you go to a pat down search and they look inside your mouth, behind your ears and your hair. Um, and then pat you down under your feet as well. And then you can put your shoes back on. Then you go through another airlock and then you cross the yard and then you get into the interior building. Check your fingerprints again. Um, then there's a dog search. And once the dog search is through, then they ch you're through to the visiting hall where they take your fingerprints again. Are you filled with rage toward the people who are doing this? I'm I'm beyond rage, you know, I think I, I don't understand the cruelty. I mean I don't think I don't understand how people can be human beings and actually go along with it or or drive it, you know, I just I don't understand how how a human being can do this to another human being. And uh, just the, the effect it has on Julian what is being done to him, you know, he doesn't have contact with the outside world and the little contact he has is with, you know, very serious criminals um, and, and violent people and, you know, dangerous people and that he can't be with his family, that we're only able to see him a few hours, one or two hours a week. It's just a, uh, you know, I, I, it's kind of rage doesn't describe it because I'm in the middle of it and I, I just cannot understand it. So we're going into prison to be fingerprinted four times and searched and sniffed by dogs in order to visit the notorious terrorist criminal Julian Assange, who's not actually been charged with anything. We're heading out. <laughs> Say a prayer. So we're going to do a sit down, but any quick thoughts? Yeah, well, that's just a total outrage. I mean, that's a, it's a total outrage that they've they're holding him uh we still have four minutes five minutes left should we keep going or no yes i i yes <laughs> okay i have not heard the last five minutes 
select. Well, then there we go. Okay. All right. Here we go. Oh, come on. who hasn't committed or even been charged with a crime in this country. I mean, that's a, you know, maximum security prison filled with murderers. And the people who reside there, the inmates are treated like animals. And he's not an animal. He's a journalist who has committed no crime. And so anyone who's in favor of that, anyone who supports his continued torture uh, is your enemy. Who's the enemy of free expression, of free speech. Of, of the basic liberties that, that used to define the United States. So, you know, the people who support that should have to answer for it, in my opinion. It's disgusting what they're doing. Disgusting. Assange looks like press photographs of him, maybe older, pale. He hasn't been outside in 13 years. Um, bearded, longish hair. Uh, he's a big man, tall. Um, he seemed better physically than press accounts had lead, led me to believe. I keep reading that he's ailing. I'm not his doctor. I just spent, you know, a little over an hour talking to him, but I thought he seemed very focused. He seemed much more cognitively dialed in than I was led to believe. Um, dressed in gray sweatshirt and sweatpants prison issued he's a prisoner all the prisoners in the room had fluorescent yellow armbands to signify they were the prisoners and you know i was very focused on the conversation with him because there was a lot i wanted to ask him and a lot i've been thinking about for as i've watched his case over the last i mean almost 20 years um so i had a lot of questions but it was hard not to notice if you've never been in a prison meeting room, I mean, there's a lot of human drama unfolding all around you. And little children, he is little children. He and Stella have little kids. And it's just, ah, oh, it's heartbreaking to see prisoners with their children or their wives. And as someone who's been married for over 30 years, the idea of being separated from your wife for any period of time is, you know, it makes you feel claustrophobic thinking about it. We talked about why he is in prison and my first question to him was what do you think this is actually about since you haven't been accused of a crime and he said something that really struck me and and i think having spent my life in washington is absolutely right he said he first became famous when wikileaks published uh documents and videos that the u.s government had kept secret from the wars in iraq and afghanistan they were gravely embarrassing to the pentagon um but that's that wasn't the red line the red line was several years later when WikiLeaks published information about surveillance by the CIA. And so I asked him directly, are you aware of anyone being harmed or killed on the basis of, of information they published? He said, of course not. And, and he said it in a sincere way. Like, by the way, I think if people were killed because of his publishing, because of the stories that he put online, he would feel bad about it. I mean, he, seems like a humane person. He went to, he withheld information about CIA because he didn't want to get people hurt. He famously published the contents of Hillary Clinton's email account going back to the late 2010s, 2009, 2010, as I remember. 
And there were enormously embarrassing details in these emails, including the texts of her suck-up speeches to Goldman Sachs. And at the time, she was pretending to be a friend of the people. Or whatever. This was really damaging uh, to, any, to her, and, um, and she was enraged by it. Um, and he was also at the center of really one of the baffling stories of our time, which was the leak of the emails from the Democratic National Committee, which were blamed on Russia. Russia clearly had nothing to do with it. There's no evidence Russia had anything to do with it at all. Um, and I think there are quite a few indications that those emails were leaked by a DNC employee who was mad that the Hillary Clinton campaign was, uh, was being helped by the DNC and the Bernie Sanders campaign was being hurt. Uh, Seth Rich. Very interesting story with a lot of lying. Right. And, uh, potentially some other things. But I asked him, when you published these emails, did you realize how powerful Hillary Clinton was? We had a conversation about that, and I said, looking back, you know, do you regret doing that? He goes, honestly, it was fun. <laughs> and I love that. Meaning that he did know. Yes. Yes. Wow. History in the making. Right in front of our very eyes. Isn't that amazing? When we've been in the game as long as you and I have, you longer than me, um, it's not a surprise. All right. Please um, either proceed with the good news report or Christmas report or the coal in your stockings report, any of them. Okay, I just shut my computer down. So I'm going to tell you my good news. Okay, My great. piece of good news in Palace is done. Amen. Amen. And um, I would say right on time, even though, you know, I, I know we've been talking about this for, for goodness sakes, probably about a year now, moving the chickens, probably maybe even more than a year. And it has been quite the project. It sure has. And it got but it got but uh, but I have a dream. Have a dream. I have a dream. I have a dream that my chickens will be safe, and that they will be farther away from um, the back of my home uh, for a myriad reasons. And we're not going to go into any of those. Although, um, if you remember, this conversation started. Um, and it was, I'm pretty sure it's more than a year ago, right, right, actually right mm-hmm. around a year, because mm-hmm. a bobcat mm-hmm. came in our yard and killed a bunch of my chickens. And if I was I'm sorry, sad, I'm sorry. Did we name the bobcat? We didn't name the bobcat, but I would go with asshole. Pardon mm. my friend. I was going to call it Bob, but asshole works better, I think. <laughs> um. And so from there, we've, you know, had lots of debates and, you know, where are we going to put it? How are we going to do it? Are we going to tear stuff down and put up new and on and on and on and on? Um, So what we did was we did a little bit of a blend of the old and the new. We used Mm -hmm. the old greenhouse, a recycled greenhouse, to um, for the actual coop where they will be sleeping and laying eggs and for for people that don't know, you know, a lot about chickens, you have to have a coop and then you have to have a place for them to, it's called a run, for them to cruise around during the day. Now, many people mm-hmm. uh, have 
this bucolic idea that you can let your chickens free range. And um, it's really cool to be able to let your chickens free range if it's at all possible. But we have uh, a, a, a real problem with predators where I live. Even though I live in a very um, tight community, it's, you know, overbuilt. Perhaps that's why we have a lot of predators in my area. Um, mm-hmm. But everybody wants everybody. Um, and so it, it's not possible to let them free range. So what you have to do is you have to provide them a large space for something that, that we call the run, okay, because chickens also need to be able to get away from each other or they will fight, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Something called resource guarding, and, and space is one of the resources that they guard. So um, we created a huge space um, up here by the house, and it it was okay for a while, but it's turned out to be not that great, and it couldn't protect them from the bobcats, right? Yes. So what we did was we decided uh, between all of us, we designed this big, beautiful space. Um, again, blending the old greenhouse that we covered and made into a really nice chicken coop and then a big mm-hmm. run it's done um, the um, will be okay question okay wasn't wasn't the 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 run or, i'm sorry the the coop now the greenhouse was that not a grow out situation in the past we did have them down there for a little while yes and and so that's okay. why it was too much of a stretch say yes this can work um mm-hmm. i <clears throat> it has some challenges because it's round shaped so you have to do some specific things to keep it covered and tight because the, the coop part has to be dry draft free kind of dark for them to feel safe to lay their eggs right those are the mm-hmm. sort of the mm-hmm. And they have to be able to get enough air through there because of ammonia from their pee and poop and just all the lots of, you know, requirements, right? Correct. So, so we've got we got all of that done. It's it, we're going to be moving the birds in on January the. 14th. Well, that's why I started with I have a dream. It's, I have a dream. Um, January. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. We're doing Martin Luther King birthdays weekend. And um, the dream is that our chickens will be safe and be able to be as free as is humanly, uh, chickenly possible, um, and have you know plenty of. So are you are you saying they should be as free as a bird? Free as a bird! Oh my gosh! Let <laughs> my my chickens free, um, yes. and it's a, it, it's beautiful. I like it. Um, I'm excited. There, of course, there's always going to be one or two things that still have to be done. Um, and we can, you know, talk about those at another time, but I'm super, that's my really, really good news. The other, uh, main, main piece of good news is that, um, uh, we have a savior that loves us and, um, and I'm celebrating his birth, even though that's a Gregorian calendar versus what, probably what really happened. Who knows? Um, but we celebrate. uh, We'll all have our differences in calendars even. That's right. We, we do celebrate the birth of Jesus on a December 24th going into December 25th, and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, so the other piece of good news is that I'm going to see my beautiful daughter tomorrow and her amazing, wonderful husband, and we're going to cook Mexican food, which is kind of tradition in our family. Um, Amen. Something called yes. Carne- yes. 
something called carnitas, and that is um, this really wonderful, uh, soft, tender pork that uh, we mix with all of the traditional uh, gringo eyes um, sides with refried beans and tortillas and uh, guacamole and salsa and all that other really good stuff. So that's mm-hmm. my good news. We did say that um, we were going to do sort of a shortened version of Seeds of Change today, and it, it did turn out to be that. Um, but I, <clears throat> I still think the very best news is that Seth Rich is going to be, um, and I'm going to continue to say that young man's name until he, his, until it's all revealed who murdered that young man. Um, I'm happy for Brandon Straka, um, another. A sweet young man that um, was <clears throat> as starry-eyed as my kid when it came to um, getting involved in politics, I think, for the very first time in his uh, young life. And then, you know, having a sort of a, the, the uh, blindfold ripped off to realize just how disgusting these people really are. Um, so he was finally vindicated and, you know, set free from the lawfare that we're experiencing in these countries. And I believe that Donald Trump will be vindicated as well. And just like uh, John Michael, I uh, um, have made this prediction on radio, but he's going to be your next president if they don't kill him. Uh Uh-huh. And John Michael (sighs) said the same. Yep, yep. So that's that's my prediction, and I'm happy about it because we did have a strong economy and no wars um, under Donald Trump, which, I mean, you can't, Really, it doesn't get much better than that. We had a semi-secure border. Uh, we had a great, a great economy. With it was roaring, and um, we had he didn't start any new wars. And and it, you know that's what I want presidents to do. I don't want them meddling, uh, uh, letting the CIA run rampant across the globe. You know, uh, tearing down. Uh, uh, duly elected gov- stop it. Duly elected governments. I don't want them doing that. And yeah. um, I want them to be exposed. Absolutely. Um, is Nala telling you you're energized? Yeah, she she is. She's bugging the crap out of me right now, and um, oh. trying to get me to play. I took her outside. Even I was trying to play it off during the um, the, the Tucker interview about Julian Assange, so that you know I could get her off my back, but it didn't work because now she's bugging me even more. So anyway. <laughs> Oh, in the backyard. Yeah, and get a cat or two. That's, okay, so that is definitely another, uh, you know, a debate for another day, uh, which right. is urban urban chicken farms and how to protect them from predators. And I keep saying cats, and your friend at Rescue Roos, a doctor are the same, right? Yes. Yes. She's coming to, to we're, that's a big move the chicken day, move the chicken day. Um, she's coming because um, we're going to, we have to, and, and uh, I want the kids to come. I want you to come. It's going to, we're going to, I'm going to ask for other volunteers because we're going to dip the chickens uh, in that medicine on the way down the hill. Oh, God. Of course, I have to complicate things, but um, I don't want to no, for them it, to bring no. I get it. Make I sense. get it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So, so we we, but we need a good day 
and I think we should video a lot of it and play clips on Seeds of Change um, that weekend, don't you? Uh, yes, for sure, except um, I also think we need to pre-plan and get volunteers to come. Uh, th- this needs to be um, a free the cock, you know, uh, uh, celebration, I-, I think. It does be a free the cock you know? celebration. And we can get, you know, uh, we can hear from Deborah and her wonderful rescue. Uh, it is uh, Rescue Roo Adopt. Rescue Rooster Adopt a Cock in, um, in the Port of Los Angeles. She, um, there's always extra roosters that people don't want to kill. They, and or, so she yeah, adopts and, and can't keep. And can't feed. And besides, they, there's, you know, zoning issues with people keeping roosters. And, yeah. um, I said and, keep, not feed, but you're right also. Right. And so um, she takes in hundreds of roosters. She just posted the other day. What was the final count that she's adopted back out, which is rehomed? Um, Good for you. That a thou- thousands, you know. It's, it's, it's over. It's over a thousand. I'll tell you that right now. Thir- oh, Thirteen hundred, perhaps, is the is the rooster mm-hmm. recount. And and again, in Southern California, um, it's not a matter of feed. We can feed roosters. We can't keep them because of the noise That's violations. Right. Right, and then we've run up against that for uh, for years now. I'm trying exactly. to. I'm on her. Page. She posted just the other day what the the last count was, and I'm. Um, so if I sound like a goofball, that's what I'm doing, though. I'm. No, no, it's fine. Find... I get it. Okay. Yeah, find yeah find the total because yeah, it, it's pretty crazy in as Southern say, California. One, how one thousand one hundred ninety five birds rehomed. Since February of 2021, 1,195, which I think is so just, just beautiful. So she's a dear friend. Um, she loves uh, all all animals. Um, she, she's got, I think, probably 20 cats by now that she's um, rescued, and they all live in her coop area, and they're out doing their job. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. She's just an animal fan. I think she's got five dogs too. Bless her, bless her heart. Um, yeah, and so she's going to come. I'm going to get as many people as possible to come and and help us, and we will um, video it and share it on um, Seeds of Change. Yes, that's wonderful. This is kind of a TBD thing because I really do think we can get um, a, a lot of people together to get cats, to get roosters, to animal proof to learn how to animal proof when it comes to chickens. Um, yeah, I, 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 I really do. Go ahead. I'd love to do a, a, a segment on that, on ways to protect yeah. your animals, and make them, keep them safe. I, I sure wish this was a video because I could show you um, this um, coop that we built came directly out of my head and every feature that is features is something that has, you know, been caused by learning something really sad, hard way of how predators get in. Yeah. So yes. I sure would love to be yeah. able to show people. Yeah. Um, because what we everything, do. everybody loves to eat chicken, right? So yeah, there's all, you know, we have to make sure that everything is secure when it comes to a run um, and a coop 
and uh, Ruth and, and everything around it, right? We have to make sure that our chickens survive or we don't get eggs, right? So um, exactly. the master And also we end up with dead chickens. For example, did you know, A, that skunks eat chickens is one of the a list of predators, and that B, skunks can shrink themselves to 70% of their real size. Their bones move enough that they could fit through a, a hole that you wouldn't believe. So, so when Danielle we have to really, I mean, like every square inch of it has to be covered with something called hardware cloth to prevent small animals, big animals, all animals that want to eat chickens from getting at them. So it's been, it's been quite an adventure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so moving the, the chicken palace, are we calling it the chicken palace? Um, you know, we've, we've had several, several other names, but um, Coop Palace, is that what we're going with? Coop Palace, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, Taj Mahal, the Coop de Hall has also been, yeah, yeah you know, like the the Bad very first about- one. Do you remember the very first one we where uh, we it was in Carlsbad and we got um, some kind of a um, a run or a coop or a you know enclosure for chickens um, and because they were getting rid of it because they were building the chicken was it the chicken palace yeah they were building a chicken palace yes Our but very what first was the, coop. what was the term that they called it that they were getting rid of a, a portable one basically uh, because they were building you know a palace i think I don't remember palace. I thought it was something else just right down the street, right on like Tamarack almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now. That's coming back to me. We used that coop, that little coop for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the people who were selling it, um, they they were building a chicken palace, but they called it something else. But like I forget what it was now. But basically, they were building what we were trying to build. What we are yes. building now, and we should have listened to them <laughs> yes. way back, uh, way back all those all those years ago. We should have listened. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yep. All right. I think that's probably a good time to stop. This is usually the time I stop um, the okay. show. If we're, I mean, we we close usually at six o'clock, but. Um, okay. We're it's 30 Christmas. minutes. Yeah. I think it's probably time to um, to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, and everyone. Absolutely. And then and then back on New Year's Eve. That's I, the next show I is like, New Year's Eve. I, I, yeah. I like, I'm looking forward to it. Um, all right. Bless you. And um, I love you. And I'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everyone. Awesome. All right. Good night. We love you all. Uh, We'll see you next week. Bye.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.